You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones, Peter Streets, and introducing Aaron Hubbard. only a test of the emergency broadcast system known as Blue Yonder. Hey there everybody, Jim Jones here. Uh, we've got a little issue. Got a little issue this week. This is going to be another solo cast. Unfortunately, I have been stranded, believe it or not, on a desert island, just like Peter did. Uh, unfortunately, this is not the same desert island. I have been stranded here with merely, instead of a gaming system, I have been stranded with a television set a DVD player, and my top seven series of television shows. This is it. This is the Desert Island Television Jim Jones Draft Cast. Uh, I'm going to get right into it. It's probably going to be a short one this week because, uh, well, I have no interaction with anyone. Uh, So, yeah, strap up, strap up. Uh, I also have to go make a fire very soon. Otherwise, it will get dark, and the cheetahs, lemurs, and... uh, I'm pretty sure there are gremlins on this island are going to eat me alive, and the fire will keep me warm and toasty, and I can toast these marshmallows as well. Okay, let's get to it. First, uh, television, first television series that I'm going to go with that I happen to have sitting right next to me on this island is Lost. And I think it happens to be a pretty fitting series for my situation here because, well, as we all know, it's about a group of people who are stranded on a desert island, or I'm sorry, not a desert island, on a jungle island after uh, having survived a plane crash. And yeah, I I really like this series all the way through. Um, there were a couple dull spots, as there tend to be in any... Uh, I don't know, a series of any length, more than a couple of years or so. Um, but for the most part, it was totally thrilling the entire time. Now, I'm not sure this is a great thing to have next to me here on this deserted island, simply because I do know a lot of the answers that they've given me, and I'm going to fully admit that. However, I think just for the fact that I have not rewatched it since I've found out these answers... Um, I think it would be interesting to go back and now take a look at it from the perspective of actually knowing what's going on and see, well, one thing that the writers um, claimed during the entire series was was that they had a definitive plot arc for the entire series, where they were going to go with it. They knew from beginning to end um, a basic overview of the entire thing. And I think it would be interesting to go back and take a look at these episodes um, from that perspective and look for things that they've inserted maybe at the beginning of the series that point to the conclusion of it. Uh, that sounds kind of fun to me. So I'm I'm kind of wishing I had another series here next to me, but this, this one will have to do, and I think it'll be interesting from that perspective. Uh, second series I have here, let me rifle through the piles, no, 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 that's dirty underwear, okay, here we go, uh, 
this is the entire series of The Shield. I don't know how many people have seen this uh, series. I, hopefully a lot, because this is... I, I'm going to come out and say it. I'm going to say this is the best cop drama series I've ever seen. And I know people are going to jump all fucking over me, straight up my ass, about The Wire. Um, I don't know. The Wire may be good. I watched the first episode, I think, first two episodes maybe, and I was not hooked. People say, give it like two episodes and you'll be hooked. And I tried. I gave it two episodes. I was not hooked. I'm willing to give it another try, but whatever. We're not talking about The Wire. We're talking about The Shield. Um, the Shield is Michael Chiklis, um, his, I don't know if it was his breakout role or what, but it kind of just put him in the spotlight. Everyone knew who he was. He was doing the Fantastic Four movies at the same time, I think. Um, and he, I've never considered him a great actor, although I think he plays the role of, uh, what's his name? Mackie, I think. Mac? Uh, fuck, I don't know. Uh, but he plays the role really well. I, but I don't think he can play much in the way of range. Now, I've seen him play a little comedy, and he's alright. But I think in The Shield, he really shines as this grizzled, uh, street-smart cop who is... Uh, well, I'll, I'll let you see for yourself, for the people who haven't seen it, because I know Aaron... Uh, and Peter, when I send this out over the uh, carrier pigeon, they will receive this cast, and they will not want to hear spoilers. So I'll leave it at that for now. Um, third series. Third series. I've got one here somewhere. Carcasses. Logs. Uh, okay, here we go. Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica is my number three. Um, as far as drama goes... I think this beats Lost, hands down. Um, there are... Okay, there's a lot of, like, ridiculous relationship stuff and things that guys might, might not like traditionally, but there's also a lot of solid drama. Um, the The plot arcs, or the, uh, the interesting thing about it is that the plots kind of revolved around what was happening during the time of the filming, um, like in the real world. So you get things about, like, war and torture and all, all these political things that were happening at the time are expressed through these sci-fi stories. And you've got really great acting, and you've got... I mean, how can you possibly go wrong with, uh... Fuck, what's his name? What's his name? Stand and deliver. What is the guy's name? Edward James Almost, that's it. There we go. Uh, you cannot go wrong with Edward James Almost. Jamie Bamber is awesome. Katie Sackhoff, phenomenally hot, phenomenally talented. Uh, I haven't seen her in anything lately, which kind of surprises me. But, uh, yeah, she's there. You've got... Um, uh, the guy who plays the engineer is really, really good. I think his name's Tyrrell uh, in the show. And it's just outstanding series. The acting is fantastic. I really do believe that they had an idea where they were going um, from the beginning of this. Now, I know uh, Ron Moore has a podcast dedicated to this show, and I used to listen to it a lot. And he would always claim that he he was doing something for a certain reason. And he actually did have a lot of really interesting 
insights into the show. Like he would tell you the motivations behind the characters, um, the reasons that they went with certain plot points, the reasons they went with certain set pieces uh, instead of others. He was very, very on top of it when he did his podcast. Um, and he would sit back with the, a scotch and a cigarette and just chill out with the audience. And I thought that was really cool. But he always said from the beginning um, that he he did have a plot in mind going forward. Um, and it was not just randomly thrown together with what they think would be cool this week. But I, I heard later that he came out and actually said that was kind of bullshit, that they were just making things up along the way. So I, I don't know. Even if they were making things up along the way, I think it was... It was a solid, solid sci-fi. I mean, we don't have many sci-fi shows on television that are that high budget, um, that well supported by a major network. I mean, these shows are few and far between. You've got stuff like Stargate, which is <laughs> I'm not going not gonna to get too much into Stargate because Stargate's kind of ridiculous, uh, in my opinion. However, you can't go wrong with Dick Dean. Um. But stuff like Stargate and, like, X-Files was a big one that was supported. Um, it was kind of sci-fi. Um, trying to think of some others. Not a whole lot of sci-fi on the air, period. Um, let alone really, really good sci-fi with the backing that it really needs to flourish. And Battlestar Galactica got that attention, and it really shows in this series. It is well-polished. It is about as strong a sci-fi series as you can possibly expect. Um, let's see. Fourth one, fourth one. Um, no, those are Tootsie Roll rappers. Okay, here we go. Extras. Extra, extra, extras. Read all about it. Uh, this is a Ricky Gervais series. It's, for those who don't know who Ricky Gervais is, he was the original creator of The Office, the British version. Um, and you'll see him credited as, like, executive producer or something on uh, the American version of The Office. But yeah, he created The Office, and <clears throat> it has a very similar style to The Office in that it's like, um, just kind of shot on a few cameras. Um, there isn't anything really over the top happening. Uh, it's all like very awkward situations, and and it's, it's very Ricky Gervais. Like, if you've seen any of Ricky Gervais's work and recognize it, you'll recognize this as his work. Um, the thing that I really, really loved about Extras, first off, um, each episode, and there were only, I think, about 12 or 24, I can't remember. There were two seasons um, and a couple of extra episodes. Like they, I, they call them like seasonal episodes or something, or holiday specials. Um, not Star Wars holiday special, good lord. That would suck. Uh, anyway, the, the each week they would have a special guest on. And they would have people, like really, really famous, talented people, like um, Samuel L. Jackson, David Bowie. Uh, <laughs> the Patrick Stewart episode is classic, uh, priceless, in my opinion. Um, they had Kate Winslet. They had all these people that you would know from other series and acting in general. Uh, a lot of British stars as well, which I don't know the names of very well. Uh, but yeah, they would have a new person on every week, sometimes two people per week, and they they would participate in this ridiculous 
just off the wall comedy, and they and they would they would play against their type. So like, I, I'll go into a little bit on the Patrick Stewart one. Patrick Stewart, we all think of him as this great Shakespearean actor, and in the show, the extras. Uh, he actually does play this Shakespearean actor. He's on the set. He's dressed in his robes. He's got his cane, and he's like calling down fire and brimstone from the skies in his Shakespearean voice and and language. And in the next scene, uh, Ricky Gervais goes in to pitch him a television show that he's been working on, and Patrick Stewart is talking about uh, like. The X-Men and Magneto, and he's talking about, oh, I, I, if I had a superpower in real life, I'm actually writing a show where I have superpowers, and uh, my superpower is to make the clothes drop off of women. <laughs> and, and he's playing this totally serious role as this pervert, and it's just hilarious. Uh, and every every special character that you see in that is playing against their type really, really strongly. Uh, so that's very interesting. The other thing that I really like about extras is it's not just a comedy. There's a lot of drama in there, and you feel, you really, really do feel for Ricky Gervais' character. Um, and the, 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 it's, the last episode, to me, is one of the best moments in television, I think. Um, and that's, I, I recognize all of you are going, oh, fuck you, that's not the best moment in television. Well, you haven't seen it, so go fuck yourself. That's what I say. Uh, it's really, really strong. I strongly advise anyone who has not seen the extras to go check it out. Um, I don't know where the hell you can get it. I think you can get it on DVD, maybe in Istanbul. Um, you can come to this island. I've got it. We'll watch it together. Uh, if not, well, good luck. You're on your own. Uh, fifth series. It might be a little cliche. My everybody likes it. I know um, every single one of my friends has seen and loved this series, and that series is South Park. South Park is a classic. I mean, they have they're still going strong after I think fourteen seasons is what they're in. Um, I'm really really hoping that these guys don't get tired. And from what I've seen. Trey Parker and Matt Stone are, I, I mean, they are the premier uh, satirists or satirists. I have no idea how to say that word, but they do it well um, of our generation. Like, they, there is no one who rivals them. Um, the only thing I can think of that comes close to the level of satire that South Park provides is um, Dr. Strangelove. That movie, fantastic, blows my mind. But the satire here is so good. They just keep getting better. It started out as kind of like this, it was just a shock um, series. And granted, it's still very, very shocking. They do a lot of stuff just for the shock value to make you go, oh my god, I can't believe I just saw or heard that. Um, But they also rip into politics. They rip into everyday stupid things that people do. Um, it's just their commentary on society as a whole is great. A, because it, it happens to agree with my opinion a lot, but B, because they don't give a fuck if they agree with my opinion. They're ripping into everybody. I mean, they, they rip into everyone from uh, homosexuals to 
atheists to Christians to, I mean, every controversial topic you can think of, they hit it, and they don't take sides. They just sh- they just make fun of everyone, and that's what I love about South Park. It, it pulls no punches in that regard. Um, I, I'm really hoping that South Park goes on for many, many years. I hope it goes on longer than The Simpsons. The Simpsons fucking blows, in my opinion. Um, South Park is definitely the best animated show on television, no doubt. And I hope it keeps going. Um, the sixth one we have here, right underneath this glass of scotch in pack of cigarettes, is Mad Men. Mad Men. We have talked about this a lot on the show. Um, I don't know what else to say about it, but holy shit, this show is good. It literally blows my mind with every single episode that I watch. Um, I can recall very few in the last two seasons that I was not thinking, wow, I can't believe they just did that by the end of it. Um, acting, outstanding. Uh, the music, surprisingly good. Um, I, I mean, this is some of the best writing in Hollywood, period. And I think we're going to move on to the last one, since we've talked about Mad Men a lot on the show before. The last one I have here is probably a little-known series. I don't think most people have seen this one. Uh, if you have not seen it, I would recommend checking out Kenny vs. Spinny. Uh... <laughs> It's not a traditional sitcom, that's for sure, although I think it is somewhat scripted. Um, it, pre- it presents itself as documentary-style series where these two best friends are competing for honor or some perceived notion of being superior to the other guy. I don't know why they're competing, but they're competing, and they're competing in the most ridiculous, insane things you've ever seen. Like, there are episodes of Who Can 69 the Longest, where they strap their faces to each other's crotches and see who gives up first. Um, there are episodes like Who Can Blow the Biggest Fart. There are episodes like Who Can Gain the Most Weight, which is interesting um, from like a logistics standpoint. Uh, there are episodes who can stay awake the longest, who can win, like, a, a dance competition, who, uh, I mean, everything you can think of these guys have done, and it is absolutely hilarious. I mean, the, the dynamic between the two, one of them is a nasty, dirty cheater. Kenny will do anything to win. Um, he's basically has to be monitored by Spinny 24-7, or he's going to cheat. And he's going to win the competition. And and winning a competition actually means on this show that the other guy has to do a humiliation of the winner's choosing. Um, and those get really, really interesting and disgusting. Disgusting for sure. But, uh, yes, Kenny versus Spinny. I highly recommend that one. Um, if you're not in the mood for something more serious and down-to-earth like The Shield or Battlestar Galactica, go for that. Uh, it's a really good series. It's really funny. And, yeah, that, that's it. So I think I'm going to sign off here before it gets dark. I've still got to build a fire. Uh, I actually have to create fire all over again. I don't think this island has any fire. So I will have to um, invent ways to make fire 
invent ways to kill small giraffes. I see some of those roaming around. I can use them for meat. Uh, don't know what I'm going to do about water. I'm going to have to try and find some water. Maybe uh, this urine filter here that Kevin Costner left when he was uh, on this island might help me. But other than that, I think that's going to do it. Uh, you guys, you know the, the drill, the iTunes, the Twitter, the Facebook. Do all that stuff. Because here I am on this desert island. I'm sure Aaron and Peter need the hits. I'm sure they need the reviews to keep them motivated after the loss of Jim Jones. Uh, somehow I have a feeling I'll be back next week, though. I, I may escape this island within one week's time. <laughs> so... If not, I guess I'll uh, see you guys later. Have a good life. This is Jim Jones signing out.